Welcome to the St. Edward's Podcast, a church filled with the Holy Spirit. We hope that today's words will draw you closer to Christ Jesus. Our psalm today begins confidently enough. Happy are those who have it all together. Do God right, they treat people pretty well too. Their children probably never fight. They probably get their cars serviced every 3,000 miles. Their bills are never late. They report every penny to the IRS. They support PBS, public radio, volunteer at the local food bank. They even go out dancing every Saturday night and still make it to church early to serve coffee on Sunday morning. They save quality time for their family, friends, and their God. Maybe not necessarily in that order. And I'll bet their dog never gets sick on the carpet. And on top of all that, they're genuinely really pretty nice people. Now perhaps the psalm does not say precisely that. But it's there if you listen hard. There's a wistful quality to our verses which seem to say, I'm going to get there, God, if I can only get there. Maybe I need to try harder. Yet if you read this psalm in its entirety, you will find that the writer gets his doubts resolved and things get clarified. So what's this say about us? With what standard might we try to measure our life. We don't get to be good simply by doing good. We get there often by slowly falling in love with a life that has faithfulness, grace, forgiveness, love, and compassion. And as Christians, this life has a face and a voice and it is Jesus. We sense his presence among us. This face and voice belong to the one who did not let shame or humiliation stop him. Success did not puff him up. Death did not defeat him. What a model to aspire to be. We gather together in worship to be refreshed by this one called Jesus, who does not ask us, are you with it? But instead asks the question, are you with me? The gospel text of Matthew today pointedly asks us for the decision to enter this world of with me. Whoever fulfills the law of the prophets shall be called great in the kingdom, to paraphrase the words of Jesus. But it is still not enough to follow the law. No, you must fulfill it. Because, friends, reconciliation comes before righteousness. Mere religion, simply going to church every Sunday, being with it simply won't do. 
Are you still with me? This Christian life is a journey. Following Jesus across the border into kingdom living, the journey, well, it can be downright tough, rough, scary. We are certainly stretched beyond our self-imposed boundaries. We have to learn to live together, love each other, forgive one another. The person of faith crosses the border which divides the world of with me from the world of with it. Across the border, there's no pretending that real differences don't exist. There's no avoiding hard decisions about the treasures we store up. No saying, yes, Lord, I've sinned, but I have an excellent excuse. Are you with me? Will you follow me? Years back, one of the Curcio weekends I worked on as a team member, the Lord revealed something quite remarkable to me. Prior to the event, the team meets every weekend for about a month to prepare for our Curcio weekend. I looked forward mostly to our last team meeting. Back then, and I don't know if they do this anymore, but it was referred to as a spiritual retreat. Its goal was to empty ourselves and leave at the foot of the cross anything that would hinder us to be vessels totally under the power of the Holy Spirit for purposes of the candidates who would be attending. I went up to receive prayer from one of the priests with intention to do just that, to empty myself and to be filled with the Spirit. After I received my prayer, I returned to my seat in the chapel and I allowed myself to become totally vulnerable and open to God. I asked him to reveal to me what it was I needed to see about myself. And whatever that was, that it would allow me to be the person that he had created me to be. For who better knows what I am to be but our creator? I wasn't sure what he was going to show me. I was shaken. But I knew he would not just equip me for whatever that may be, but that what, whatever that may be, he would be with me through it. Within moments, I was blessed with a very clear vision. I am a very visual person, a visual learner, and God knows this about me, just like he knows everything about each of us in this sanctuary today, including what it takes to get each of our attention. Well, here I am in this vision, and I'm walking on a trail in the woods through a canopy of trees. These trees, they're beautiful. They're of all different species. I'd never even seen them before. The Holy Spirit made clear to me in that moment that the different species represented all different kinds of people people that God loves. 
and that I would be encountering these people in my life and in my ministry. But most importantly, that I was to love them all, every one of them. And then I sense the presence of Jesus with me. I'm walking a slow pace, relishing in the beauty of God's creation, and Jesus, he's following me. I always knew Jesus was in my life, but what he made clear to me in that vision was that when I was not following him. That became evident as he picks up his pace and he forged by me and he took his proper position in the lead. Then a subtle voice in my spirit comes and says, Kim, you are to follow me, my child. What I realized in that moment was that God is not an addition to my well-thought-out planned life. He has to be my addiction, totally dependent on him. Friends, that's part of kingdom living. And God has provided tools for each of us for this journey. His word, for one, the Holy Scriptures. It is not just words on a page. It reveals that the Father's heart is for us and loves us. It is alive. It is active, according to the book of Hebrews. Praying the scriptures can reveal what's in our heart. Prayer will reveal what's in our heart by the power of the Holy Spirit that lives in each of us as believers. Search me, O God, and know my heart. Test me and know my anxious thoughts, says the psalmist. What a prayer. Because when we acknowledge what is revealed, what comes to the surface of our spirit, and we confess it before the Lord if we need to, we repent and turn from it, he's faithful to forgive and imputes no guilt. Our collect today provides a clear directive. Listen to the language and the plea of our dependency and need of the Father. Mercifully accept our prayers, and because in our weakness, we can do nothing good without you, give us the help of your grace, that in keeping your commandments, we may please you both in will and deed. The heroes of the Bible lived in this posture. And if they didn't, then how else would they have been able to live out God's instruction for their lives? They're human. Every action they applied, every decision they made, was filtered through prayer and obedience to God, no matter how hard. In our reading from Corinthians today, we see Paul admonishing the Corinthians these folks are hung up on the who's who. The with it mentality. 
Their sights are fixed on the things of this world. Paul founded the church in Corinth, and Apollos assisted in proclaiming the gospel. But the church of Corinth falls into the trap of the flesh. They're not displaying kingdom characteristics. Instead, they're becoming puffed up because of their spiritual gifts, forgetting who gave those gifts to them. Their fleshly initiatives draw them to make allegiance with either Apollos or Paul. What a commentary for our climate today and our culture. In the political arena, the division, even in the church. You see, their focus had subtly shifted, and they had lost their first love, God. The gift giver who transformed their life by the power of the Holy Spirit. Paul exhorts them, it is God who gives the growth. Apollos and I aren't anything. We are God's servants working together, God's field, God's building. Well, you and I are God's field, God's building. That statement is true for us too to all God's people for all time. Now, we're not perfect. We will make mistakes. I know I do. A lot. Yet Ephesians assures us that we are destined, destined for adoption as God's children through Jesus Christ according to the good pleasure of his will. His will. We have to believe this. Because the same power that rose Jesus Christ from the dead lives in you and in me. Think about that. It's God's power in us. It's his spirit in us. The tender spirit of Jesus Christ. To know God requires the spirit of God in us, his children. It's in his very nature to pour himself out to us. If we are still grappling with the question, how do we measure up? Our Jesus has this covered. For out of his deep love for us, he assures us with these words from the Gospel of John. If you love me, you will keep my commandments. And I will ask the Father, and he will give you another advocate to be with you forever. This is the spirit of truth, whom the world cannot see because it neither sees him or knows him, but you know him. We know him because he abides in you. And he will be in you. As if that's not enough, Paul tells us in Romans, for these who are those who are led by the Spirit of God are children of God. For you did not receive a spirit of slavery to fall back into fear, but you received a spirit of adoption through which we cry, Abba, Father. We are chosen, folks. 
It's not by chance. It's by his will. The love of Jesus flows like a river of living water. It's not stagnant like a lake. It continues, and it's, it's never-ending reservoir. And that love is poured into our hearts. We simply need to allow ourselves to fully receive that all-encompassing love. And if that is a challenge for us, simply ask the Holy Spirit to help us to fall in love with the giver of such love. Jesus tells us, as Father Mark said last week, out of the Gospel reading, you are the light of the world. How can we not be? Jesus Christ lives in us. Let your light shine and glorify your Father in heaven. Amen. Thank you for joining us in this conversation today. We will continue to pray that our teachings are impacting you for the kingdom of God. If you'd like to learn more about our community, you can find us on stedwardsepiscopal.com or on Facebook. And of course, we'd love for you to visit us in beautiful Mount Dora. May God's grace fill you as you go in peace.